Matt Johnson, welcome back to the podcast. How the hell have you been, sir? I've been great. I think last time we talked was about uh, we were talking about Operation Avalanche. Probably oh, we, is that it was a it was yeah you you were giving some tidbits because it was when you were still filming it I believe. Oh really? Oh, so we talked a while ago. Wow. Yeah. So you didn't give away too much. You talked about what your plans were and that you were working on it. That's really it. So like I haven't talked to you since since that movie came out. I haven't talked to you since you know your new show came out. So. Lots of, I mean, it seems like you've been so busy lately. Uh, well, I mean, the movie was a while ago. I mean, we, we, we premiered Sundance 2016, and so mm-hmm. it's been a year Lushy. since then. And in that year, we finished uh, the first season of this show, which is, which is just about half out right now. So, yeah, I mean, we started shooting the show almost immediately after, uh, after Operation Avalanche was delivered. So, so yeah, I, awesome. guess it, I guess it's been busy. Did you check out the Oscars last night? No, but I when I when I turned on my phone this morning, I saw that there was all kinds of craziness. Uh, I, I wish I'd seen it, but you know, I have so much trouble watching the Oscars. It, 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 uh, I mean, I like the movies, but it's so hard to watch just the awards. It, it, it doesn't seem to be much left. Although, then, uh, like the one year that I don't watch it, all this crazy shit happens. So I wish I had. <laughs> yeah, big uh, big snafu last night at the end of the show. Was Which... it very exciting to see live? It must have been. It was awkward, you know. Oh, really? So that was so that was good. Yeah. I mean, awkward's always good, but uh, yeah, it was it was kind of exciting. I would say it was an okay Oscars. I, La La Land won like six awards or something, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but You're right, whatever. Damien Chazelle's a good director and everything, but I just uh, I'm not sure if that deserved that many accolades. Oh, I was a big Whiplash lover, that's for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, huge. Me, me uh, yeah, I think that was my me favorite too. movie that year. Uh, it, when did that come out? 2014? Was that Whiplash? 2015? I think it was... I think it premiered at Sundance in yes, it 20, did. 2014? Because yeah, I saw it there. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. And, yeah, just that was an incredible movie. Did you see La La Land? Uh, yes, I did, but I didn't actually see the whole thing. I, I, I saw the beginning, and then I... I, I I, I uh, left right before, uh, right during that that uh, that final like this is the way things could have been, which I actually thought was pretty nice. I, I liked that ending, but I had somewhere else I had to be. I thought I, right. I, all, all the singing and dancing in that movie I thought was ridiculous. But I um, forgot you were uh, you're one of those people that just will not stick a movie out if you're not feeling it. I wish well, I you know what? It, it, at film festivals, you've got no choice. Like you have to just get up and leave. Um, if you're going to try to see everything. And so you don't want to feel like you got stuck watching a movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, Moonlight, I thought, was deserving of all the awards that it got. I don't know if you saw that one. Uh, yeah, I did. I thought it was great. I especially loved uh, them using that song, Classic Man. I, I loved that sequence. I liked it a lot. I thought it was very funny, actually. Yeah, great movie. Fantastic. Uh, so Nirvana, the band, the show. Now, for people who aren't familiar, why don't you just give us the brief synopsis of what the show is? It's about my best friend and I trying to get a show, uh, try, trying to get our band a show at a very small club in Toronto called The Rivoli. And our band is called Nirvana the Band. And spelled with two N's. Yeah, didn't used to be, but now it's spelled with two N's now that it's on actual TV. It used to be a web series that Jay McCarroll, the other creator, and I made when we were uh well about 10 years ago we made it and uh yeah. and back then i mean we were just making it this was like 
this wasn't pre YouTube, but like this was like before there were even like web series. And so we didn't really care. We were just releasing it on our own. We didn't really care about the law or anything like that. So we were just doing it. And then as soon as it was like, okay, now we're going to make it as an actual show, we had to change things up quite a bit. Right. And I'm going to come back to that in, in just a few minutes because there's a lot of questions I have about rights and things like that, licensing. Uh, but do you consider the new show that's on Viceland a – do you consider it a remake or do you consider it a second season? of the show because forgive me, but I don't remember how the web series ended. Well, that's, that's actually good because the way that Jay and I are kind of, uh, it, 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 dep- it depends how you want to look at it. But what, what we like is the idea that is that, um, they're both sort of happening at the same time, uh, that it's not really a season one and a season two. Um, but that th- our show exists inside of that other show. <laughs> Then that okay. then that logic breaks down depending on how you want to look at it, but the end of the web series definitely works as the end of the entire series, and all these seasons that we're making right now um, can kind of fit in between there depending on how you look at it. Is the but web it, series is the it, web series still available? No, no, no. I, I didn't think so. I looked for it because in preparation for this, I was like, oh, I don't remember how it ended. I want to go look it up, and I, I nope, couldn't find it. You can, there are places you can find it. I know some people have uh, have like put it on a on a G drive on a on like a public Google drive, and uh, and you could get it on Pirate Bay for a while. But um, and, and some people, of course, still have our DVDs. But uh, but we'll we'll put it back out sometime. Like it, it'll be, it'll be available again at some point. So my next question is about your relationship with vice. So with operation avalanche, if I'm not mistaken, that was distributed or co-distributed by vice. Uh, actually they, they signed a distribution deal with uh, Lionsgate after we'd, um, after we'd finished it and delivered it. Um, I think even after we premiered at Sundance, believe it or not. And, um, and it was based on the great relationship that we had making the show. Um, that they decided that they wanted to uh, start participating in Operation Avalanche. And I think they came on as a distribution partner, but, uh, but it was a really great relationship. And then that later formulated into this new show, which is the first scripted series that Viceland, the channel, the TV channel has. Uh, how's that been so far working with them? Uh, it's been an unbelievable experience. The, those guys are definitely the real deal in terms of uh, giving creators power uh, with what it is that they want to do. Like we are able to make exactly the show that we want to make and they support us 100%, which is very different. I think than, than most people's experience working with any network. It seems like it's almost a side effect of how much vice is doing. They just don't have enough time or, 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 or resources to, to do the okay we're going to give notes on every single episode of every single show Mm. that we make it's just not possible they make so much shit and 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 they're Mm. really fledgling in a lot of ways so so we're the benefactors of that in a really great way yeah it seems like they're they pretty much give you carte blanche to do whatever you want on the show in the first four episodes i saw i think that there were only a few things that they decided to either blur or censor out yeah yeah it seems like they're giving you a lot of freedom to just do whatever you want yeah, it's a, it's a, it's remarkable. It's a, yeah, we're 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 so happy. That's awesome. So getting into the the show itself, um, the way that it's shot, it's almost as it's almost like a mockumentary style, and a lot of it feels very candid. So I was wondering if you could talk about 
you know, a little bit of the kind of behind the scenes stuff. Like how much of that is scripted? How much of it is it like an outline? Do you do candid things or is it just that well made that it all just feels very candid? Well, Jay and I don't work off of a written script ever. Um, so everything we, we do is improvised. But he and I always have a very good idea of what of what an episode is going to do. So we know where an episode is going to start, where it's going to end, um, at least when we start shooting. Um, but the lines and the things that happen, because we're shooting in the real world, we, we never know exactly what it is that we're going to say. So we improvise everything and then edit it to make it seem as though we we'd planned it that way. And another thing we do is we go back and we reshoot tons of stuff. So if something didn't work or if we or if we want to have a part of the story work a little differently, we're never against just going back and reshooting it. It's it's so interesting cuz like the one epi- the one moment that sticks out to me and there's a, a ton of them where people just interact with you just random, you know, bystanders, but the one uh, in the Star Wars episode when the girl rides by on the bike and Jay's playing with his devil sticks. I know. And she, <laughs> she says pretty cool. Yeah, I know. And that winds up being the impetus of the whole episode, which exactly. is funny because when we shot that, that I mean, it, it, that episode wasn't even about being cool. That, I mean, for people who haven't seen it, the, the episode is, is basically Jay feeling dejected that they're not cool enough. And then Matt trying to prove how cool he'd be by, by, um, by doing this crazy fight. But that was not the plan for that episode. And it was only because that moment was so great that we were like, oh, let's try to shape everything around that. And so the whole episode changed and it became about Jay not thinking they were cool enough. And it, it was just such a funny moment too. And it was like, there's no way that that was planned. Like it just felt entirely too real. Yeah. Everything about that. Well, and Jay's so smart, he was able to really play it like it really impacted him. Like it really broke his heart <laughs> yeah. when, when, when that happened. And if, and if he hadn't done that, then, I mean, there'd be no episode. Or we'd have an episode, but it would be very different. I just hope that this sparks a comeback for Devil Sticks. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think we, we, we don't do the, the Devil Sticks uh, companies any favors in that episode. <laughs> We're not making them look so cool. So... As far as your characters, I mean, you guys play yourselves, essentially. Yeah. How much are the characters of the show uh, a facsimile of Matt and Jay? Uh, Well, I think we're both, because we're improvising everything, we're both pretty close. I mean, we've been doing it so long. Jay and I have been doing those characters for, you know, 10 years, actually more, like, like, like almost 15 years each we've been playing those characters. So... So it's almost tough to tell. We, we he always knows when he's being himself, and I always know when I'm being myself in character. So, so when we're when we're deviating from it, it's tough to say if we're deviating from our own personality or from what the character actually is. Um, uh, but it, it, we're obviously much stupider in the show than we are in real life. Jay, especially. Uh, Jay plays like a like a really dumb guy. He's almost playing like Pinky, and I'm playing the brain. If it were sort of a Pinky and the brain kind of comparison, but uh, but in reality, Jay's an extremely intelligent person, um, and uh, and not nearly as stupid as he pretends to be in the show. So I don't know. I mean, the the what we say is definitely coming from a real place, but um, but we're also trying to be funny and 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 be as stupid as we possibly can get away with being. So you say it's fair to say that you're maybe trying to portray a, a slight caricature of yourself well i think we both the, the way the way jay and i always say to one another is that we're playing ourselves at like 12 or 13 years old 
like the things that we thought were acceptable at that age, what we thought were cool, the things that, that we had fun doing or talking about at that age, that's what we're doing. These guys are basically stuck at that exact range. And I always like stories of arrested development. So that's Us too. one thing that definitely drew me in. The other thing that drew me in is the copious amounts of pop culture references uh, that you inject into the show. And I mean, there's like some like entire episodes are themed around uh, like a specific movie or TV show. Um, I take it that you just love those pop culture things and wanted to put them in the show. Uh, yeah. Well, Jay and I, when we first made the web series, we're like, oh, let's just <laughs> we, that wasn't the plan originally. It was, I think, once we got to episode two of the web series that we were like, oh, you know, I mean, this is our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. We might as well like put in as much crazy illegal shit as we can because we like this stuff. And so we started using like songs that we didn't have the rights to clips from movies and television shows that we just liked that we were watching at the time that we thought we were cool. Sorry, that we thought were cool. Well, and... the, other, the other, the other interesting thing about that, uh, is you, that you, you kind of tap into nostalgia in a way. And then that's really kind of big right now. And, Back then, when you were doing the web series, I mean, you you were kind of spearheading that whole, like, nostalgia is cool movement where people are playing retro video games and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that was, that was 2006, and that, again, came from the concept of these guys are just 13-year-old kids. And, of course, when Jay and I were 13, it was the 90s. And so that's just where these guys were being informed. And I think it's just good luck that now all that stuff has become popular again um and and that we're remaking the show it really is just inc- incredibly fortuitous that uh that those two things happen at the same time but it speaks to something larger which is that these guys these two characters really do care about their shared history like sure. they like it, they, they 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 love the video games that that they play and they're not over it like they just haven't moved on in the same way they haven't moved on from wanting to play the show at the rivoli so um so I, I think that uh, it speaks volumes about their, their, their maturity. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, kudos for the King of Fighters reference in the one episode. Uh, I think that was the Star Wars one? Um, yeah, that, I'm, I'm happy you noticed that King of Fighters reference because that's one of those things that you do on a Hail Mary and you do not think people are going to notice. And the fact, that, uh, the fact that you did is awesome. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is the licensing I want to talk about how you managed to get the rights for all of the things that you included in the show. Uh, generally, when you're seeing something licensed, you're talking about like music or footage and things like that. Right. I mean, you, you have tons of stuff. Like you have clips from Jurassic Park, the, the Star Wars thing. I mean, that was huge because in that it seemed like you had music and clips. And I'm just wondering how you navigated those waters. Well, every single one was a little bit different, but they all generally were, were done using the same concept of fair use that we used on Operation Avalanche and the Dirties, where we sort of learned how you can include copywritten material uh, without needing to pay like massive amounts of money to do it. And so sometimes we use that. Sometimes we'll weave these things into our story. And other times we just pay the licenses. So it's sort of a mix of all three. And oftentimes something that we're doing a lot more now is Jay is just recreating a lot of score when we can't clear it or license it. So right, I've noticed that. Yeah, sometimes you're hearing music that you may think is like Home Alone 
or Back to the Future, but really that's just Jay composing. Right, it's tweaked album. a little bit, a little bit, and it sounds fantastic. Getting in back into the Star Wars thing, and that because that's the last episode I saw, and that's just the one that's freshest in my mind. You actually filmed at a screening for Star Wars. I was wondering yeah. if you could tell me a little bit about how that went down. Yeah, I mean, you're watching basically exactly what happened. We 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 went in. We thought that it was going to be a much bigger or a much more. We actually thought it was going to be a much bigger reaction, but because that movie is so loud, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's an episode where I go blind and we go to the Star Wars Episode <laughs> Seven premiere and Jay narrates the movie to me live as it happens because I can't see it. And so we thought that we were going to get thrown out instantly. But because the movie was so loud, it was literally only the people right around us who could hear us and nobody else even seemed to notice. So we, we got pretty far into the movie before anything bad happened. And, uh, of, of course, you, you did eventually get ejected. How did that yeah. feel? How did it feel? Well, that's sort of what we thought was going to happen, so we were ready for it. We got thrown out twice. We got thrown into the theater, and then we got thrown out of the actual building. So both, both times we thought it went great. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Loved it. That pretty much wraps up all the major like questions that I had. Uh, I guess my next question, big question is what's what's next for matt johnson well you mean uh, what film am i going to make after this show's done well what what do you what do you got going on uh, well I, we're going to make another two seasons of this show um which is probably going to take us another year at least and then after that uh uh i think we're going to make um i think a movie right as soon as this show's done but it's so hard to tell what the timeline of that's going to be because making the first season of the show took us so long. It was like it uh, took us a full year, like working all the time to make it. So there's no, there's there's no way to know what uh, or what when we're going to be able to do something new. Can you give us any updates on the uh, that Encyclopedia Brown film that you were? Uh, yeah, on? yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I wrote it and delivered it, and I'm not sure what. Uh, what they're going to do with it. I'm not sure if they're producing it or if it's like, like locked up in, in, uh, in uh, production limbo or what I would, uh, I haven't heard anything about that movie in probably a year and a half, maybe longer. So I have, I have no clue. I'd like to uh, see something with it, but, uh, but again, I've, I've got no idea. Maybe you could work on a boxcar children. One, if that doesn't work out. See, I didn't read boxcar children. That's funny. I, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't know that series nearly as well. As I knew in Encyclopedia Brown. Hardy Boys? Yeah, well, Hardy Boys is the OG. I, my dad read those to me when I was a little kid. But I think they've tried that. Haven't they made a Hardy Boys movie already? Maybe, I don't know. Or a television series. It's, it seems like something to be on the CW or something. Yeah, it would you be know, a one, good, one of those teen, young adult it, things. It would be very similar to Riverdale, is what it seems like. Have you seen that show? Yeah, I watched the first episode, and I know Jay has seen the first three. How many of those episodes have you seen, Bert? Yeah, he's he's more caught up than me. I'm I I don't. Uh, I saw the first one and I thought, okay, yeah, this is cool, but I just haven't watched anymore. I wasn't into it. I just I couldn't get on board. It reminded me of the OC quite a bit, except a little bit more campy. Um, but uh, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't exciting enough that I went on to watch more of it. But you know what? There's some people telling me that it gets better, so I'm I'm going to give it another shot. I might have to keep. I only I only saw the first episode. I was hoping that it would be like. Archie meets Twin Peaks, you know, something very kind of uh, like a twist on the Archie thing and may it be kind of weird and bizarre, but 
didn't really seem like it was heading that direction, so I gave up pretty quickly. But at any rate, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to talk to me. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Call back anytime. All right. Have a good one. See you later. Thanks again, Matt. Nirvana the Band the Show is airing now on Viceland.